Hello and welcome to the Your Gym Big Sister podcast. I hope you are having a wonderful morning, afternoon or evening wherever you happen to be listening to this and welcome to today's episode. So today's episode I'm actually recording slightly ahead of time. It's Tuesday the um, 23rd of May. It's 4.21pm. Oh, just missed 4.20. Damn it. Um, <laughs> jokes. But I'm recording this slightly ahead of time because I'm hoping to record two podcasts this week so that I have a podcast for this week and next week, given that I'm going to be going to movement music festival this weekend and let's be real guys I am probably not going to be in any sort of headspace to record a podcast next week so I'm also flying back to Dublin next Friday on the uh the 3rd of June so just to ensure that I don't miss my podcast and my commitment to you guys my lovely listeners all four of you um jokes there's actually more of you than that but um, just to ensure I get a podcast out both weeks I said I'm going to record two this week so here we are today recording this podcast and today I'm going to talk about stress because look let's be realistic we're all stressed at some point and um, but this is actually being recorded off the back of a kind of team uh, zoom call that I did with my clients recently so something new I've kind of added to my coaching just to boost the sort of community aspect I suppose is um, a monthly zoom call where I kind of talk about a particular topic something that people are you know that I've noticed the girls are struggling with Um, and so this month the topic was stress because I mean I feel like in any given month everybody's dealing with some sort of stress and I wanted to kind of give people you know practical knowledge and tips to take away to implement into their own lives because when it comes to achieving results you know within your your health and your fitness stress management is a big aspect of that you know if you're stressed you are probably not going to be as adherent to your diet your training performance is going to suffer your sleep is going to suffer you know all of these different things that can impact the progress that you make um and also i just think you know in our in our society a lot of us are just we're just stressed okay we are stressed girlies um so i'm hoping that in this episode you know i'm going to be able to give you um tangible takeaways that you can kind of apply to your own life both actual practical tips but also how to think about stress how to perceive stress um and yeah so that's kind of it we will get straight into it I suppose um I don't really have too much else to update on um I actually do want to say thank you so much to everybody for the wonderful kind feedback that I got from my last week's episode about you know building my dream life and all that sort of stuff I really got some gorgeous messages from people um saying that it like it inspired them and stuff which was so so nice and to think that even one person would be inspired by my story it, it means the world and like that it really is something that is so important to me I was uh I was journaling this morning I'm doing the uh Nicola Lapera um how to meet yourself like workbook so she wrote um how to do the work the holistic psychologist uh, I love that book too if you um and also big recommendation both of those books for this topic of stress management um she talks a lot about like the nervous system and nervous system regulation and this is like uh, very much like a journal prompts book and one thing that she was kind of talking about or that one prompt that she was getting us to write was like about our values and our mission and stuff and something that is really important to me is showing people that like they can create their life how they want it and they can achieve things that they did they didn't think that they can achieve now I think that when we achieve a fitness results we can take the skills we develop there and transfer them into other areas of our life you know like I've always said this my bodybuilding journey has given me the strength to then go and create this this life that I have of mine you know where I am a coach I run my business I do what I want so 
yeah anyway I've just gone a big tangent there um but all in all thank you for the feedback and yeah let's get right into it sorry if this uh, episode's like all over the place normally for my um podcast what I do is kind of write out bullet points and notes and kind of go off that but for this I'm basically just using the slides that I had for the team call and so there's not a lot of words on them so I'm kind of like free balling this it's also the afternoon and I've been working since 6 a.m and doing check-ins and stuff so my brain freshness is not quite the same as it would be on a Thursday morning when I usually record my podcast but we will we will get through this okay I feel like my speaking skills are maybe getting a little bit better um I sometimes listen back to my podcast episodes and I'm like okay it it didn't sound as bad as it felt because sometimes when I'm speaking I just am thinking this must sound so terrible to the listener so yeah (laughs) anyway also side note I hope you all listen to me in like 1.5 speed at least I I don't know about you guys but I cannot listen to people in normal speed now it makes me feel like whacking my head against a wall because I'm so used to listening to everything in sped up speed (laughs) okay stress stress let's get into it right what is stress Okay, so I want you right now to kind of sit back and think about when I say the word stress, what does that feel like to you or what what comes to mind, you know, because I think a lot of us have our own definition of stress and what what it kind of manifests as for us. And so if you actually Google, you know, stress, for example, in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, Uh, A load of different definitions come up, things like a constraining force or influence or a force that um, presses or pushes or pulls or twists or compresses another body, you know, deformation caused in a body by a force. So again, we're kind of thinking, okay, pressure is something pushing down on us. Um, Another definition is, you know, something that can manifest in disease. So I kind of tend to think of stress mostly as like a physical, chemical or emotional factor that can potentially cause, um, you know, disruption in the body. Okay, Uh, mental tension, that's another kind of um, way of thinking about stress that comes up. That's sort of just you know, that kind of rough feeling within us. And when I think of stress and when I'm feeling stressed, what what that feels like to me is like I have kind of a lot of pressure on my shoulders. I feel like my chest is very, very tight. My breathing isn't great. Um, I feel like I sometimes can't think clearly. And so these are the ways that stress manifests for me. Um, and I think once we can kind of start to identify those feelings of stress and, and how they actually manifest within our body, then we can start trying to work with them and try to relieve them. And I suppose make our own individual plan for stress management. Because I think at the end of the day, I'm going to give you a few tips to the sorry a few tips here and you're not going to go away and use all of them because that would be ridiculous but you know a few tips based on how you tend to experience stress you might be able to implement them and um they might help so I think the first thing to kind of cover is that like we can experience both good stresses and bad stresses in our lives and this is something I'm going to come back to quite a lot but I think a lot of us, when we think stress, it's it's instantly this negative thing. Um, but really, stress can be a positive force. It can be something that keeps us focused. It keeps us alert. It drives us towards action. It makes us do the shit that we need to do, even if we ne- don't always feel like doing it. Yes, if we have too much stress or the wrong kind of stress, it can maybe harm our health. But it really does depend on what kind of stress it is, how prepared we are for that stress, and then how we perceive it. And something I'm going to come back to and talk a bit 
about at the end is our perception of stress and our mindset around stress because I really do think that this is key um obviously I think mindset is key when it comes to everything but especially with stress there's some really cool research on our stress mindsets and how they can make a difference to our then experience of stress um so yes I'll talk about those at the end but you know stress is really at the root at the core of it it's a physiological phenomenon okay so it's something that happens in our body it's governed by different neurotransmitters, different hormones. These act in conjunction to then mobilize our body. So get our body's fuel stores ready to allow us to take action when we need it, you know. And so that stress response is really closely linked to our nervous system. And I, the, the nervous system is something that I am fucking fascinated by I'm so fascinated by the brain and how the brain changes I'm fascinated by how our nervous system which is essentially that kind of meeting point between the outside reality and our internal state of mind um, how that can influence our health and our well-being and so um, I'm not going to go like madly in depth into the nervous system here because um, I, I could do a whole podcast on that and there's some really incredibly smart people out there with really good podcasts too and you know if you want recommendations um, just give me a message on Instagram and I'll send you some but when we think about the nervous system the branch that we're really looking at is the autonomic nervous system and so that's the nervous system that's subconscious you know and um, so we don't control that and that can be divided into two different branches so you've got your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic so you might have heard of these sympathetic nervous system what that what is that that's your fight or flight okay something bad happens you're on high alert that's your sympathetic nervous system taking taking control and then the parasympathetic the parasympathetic nervous system is a rest and digest state so that's the branch of the nervous system that brings us back down to earth after we kind of go on high alert it's the state that we want to spend more of our time in that's not to say that the sympathetic nervous system is bad and the parasympathetic nervous system is good that's definitely not the case we need both and I think something that we have to remember is that if we didn't have stress and we didn't respond um by going into that kind of sympathetic fight or flight state we none of us would exist our ancestors would have all been eaten by tigers and lions and dead okay you know stress is a natural necessary physiological response to these challenges and threats that we all encounter in our day-to-day lives and so you know when we encounter these stress the body responds by releasing these kind of hormones you know things like adrenaline cortisol Um, and so these then prepare the body for action so the kind of signal comes from our brain from the hypothalamus it moves down it can like send different neurotransmitters different signals down to the adrenals they can then release things like your adrenaline your cortisol etc again that is like the basic cliff notes version of how the stress response works there's like like books on this like I studied all this um in university and it can be obviously a lot more complex but that's kind of like the basics um and so what are the effects you know when we do encounter the stress sympathetic nervous system kind of becomes activated what happens in our body so the you know one of the first things you'll probably notice your heart rate increases you know you feel that pumping in your chest it's getting it's getting very very um as I say heavy heavy is not the word it's getting um you know very noticeable you can you can feel it you know pounding against your chest and as a result of that what's going to happen well your blood pressure is going to increase you know you're pumping blood a little bit faster your pulse rate is going to increase you know Uh, your breathing is going to become more rapid and a little bit more shallow and this is a way to kind of get you ready to to move and to run if you need to Uh, you know different um 
fuel sources within the body, like I said, so your, your glucose, your fatty acids, they're all going to be mobilized from storage so that they can be used and burnt as fuel. Again, you know, you have to think about this stress response. It, it evolved when we were, you know, humans on the savannah, you know, in the desert. And when our threats were, you know, like something in the bush, you know, the bush rattles and our body thinks, oh my God, is that something coming to, to kill me? That's where this evolved. And so that's why all these things happen. It's preparing us to take action. It's preparing us to fight or flight. So other things that can happen, digestion, digestion can be impaired. And now if you listened to my podcast with Orla Swan, um, believe that was two episodes ago we were talking about ibs and she was kind of talking about how it's really a gut brain connection um disorder and so when our stress is higher our digestive system can kind of take a bit of a beating there so those are kind of some of the negatives but other things that can happen when we're in the stress state that are kind of suppose positives would be we're more alert our 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 focus narrows so our um pupils can actually constrict slightly or yeah constrict yeah that's the opposite of dilate yes um so like they get smaller so that we can focus on like visually what's in front of us our ability to process information and our memory consolidation also improves so think about it if you're kind of a little bit stressed studying for your exam you're probably going to learn a little bit more you know um and then in terms of um our response to training so our ability to kind of lay down um proteins and engage in anabolism and our immune system function can actually all be improved when we are in the stress state so you know if we were to look at this in the resistance training context context resistance training especially if you're training hard and with high intensity it's a stress on the body and so when we kind of have an intense training session we go into this fight or flight state and then what do we want to do afterwards we want to bring ourselves back down into the parasympathetic we want to balance that out so that then when we you know consume say our post-workout meal we're in that nice rest and digest state and then we can kind of go on a better day and then we'll be able to you know hopefully recover and build muscle um so yes the short term short term stress can be beneficial it can help us stay focused it can help us stay alert but the issue comes when we live in this kind of chronic long-term stress state and that can then have negative effects on our physical and mental health so you know like I said the, the stress response it developed over the course of evolution and it developed to protect us it developed to keep us safe like I said if we didn't have it guess what we'd all be non-existent we'd all wouldn't exist but the unfortunate thing about our bodies and our nervous system is that they haven't really gotten the memo that we're in the 21st century now and so it's still purveying the kind of you know the experience around us it is still on the lookout for things like lions hiding in the bushes you know these other threats that would have been very real for us when we were you know evolving but they don't really exist for us anymore and so what happens is we start to perceive threats that that aren't even there you know we're we're kind of almost on this hyper alert state and the kind of almost worst thing about our stress response is that it can become activated in response to our thoughts and I know a lot of you listening to this because I'm the exact same are overthinkers okay so you know when you're lying in bed and you're having all of these what ifs what if that happens oh my god is it going to be okay my boss said that what did it mean oh my god is he going to text me back etc etc those what ifs your body can have a stress response to those thoughts so even though they're not real your nervous system thinks that they are real okay and so you know what are the kind of 
chronic effects of this kind of chronic stress on your goals well in the short term if you're kind of always stressed one of the big things that can happen is your recovery from training can be decreased and this can mean that you're going to be sorer between sessions you're not going to be able to progress as much you might go into sessions and end up regressing some movements this is going to mean that you're not going to build as much muscle over time you're not you might be more fatigued as well your motivation to train is probably going to be lower like I don't know about you but when I'm fucking stressed out of my mind I don't really want to go to the gym. I'm not really arsed. Like, I know it's always going to make me feel better, but I'm also like, oh, I've got all this shit to deal with. I'm not motivated to train. And that's just as a result of being stressed. You know, another thing that can happen and, you know, who here is a stress eater? You know, I know that... I used to be, I'm not really anymore, but I used to be one of those people that, you know, when I was stressed, oh my God, I'm straight for the food. But I know other people who, when they're stressed, they don't eat. They're the exact opposite. And neither of those is good and neither of those is bad. There are things that we probably don't want to be happening a lot. You know, we want to be consuming the correct amount of nutrients for us at any given moment. And these big swings in appetite that can come with being very stressed and chronically stressed, it's probably not going to be optimal for our long-term nutrition and health, you know? And then in the long term, if we're chronically stressed, increased inflammation in the body, that's something that we can experience and that can have, you know, negative impacts on your health, especially with, you know, causing risk for things like chronic diseases, like metabolic diseases. A lot of cancers have been linked with increases in chronic inflammation and, you know, even like your immune system function can be downregulated. You being, you know, exposed to these stress hormones, these constant um, secretion of, you know, your cortisol, your adrenaline can alter how you store things like body fat and can decrease your muscle mass. That's not what we want. Okay, we want the opposite of that. We want more muscle mass, less body fat, I think. I mean, I think most people do. I'm sure if you're listening to this, that's probably the uh, the camp that you are in. But again, not good. We don't want that. Um, it can also negatively impact your mental health. You know, of course, your well-being, your, your quality of fucking life, you know. I know how it feels to be stressed all of the time. I've been there. I've been in that position. It's horrible to wake up and just have this feeling of like dread and now obviously I'm not talking about like genuine like struggling with like you know mental health issues but just that kind of stressed feeling where you feel like the world's there to get you and you don't know how to handle it and you don't know how to manage it it's it's not a nice way to live you know other things that can be impacted then your sleep quality your sleep quantity that can also have you know other effects on your recovery and progress and the thing with sleep is it's such a catch-22 because there's a lot of research to show that when you are chronically underslept or you know even you have one poor night of sleep your resilience to stress goes down and so then you actually feel worse and then that can mean that the next night you have an even worse night of sleep and then you feel even worse the next day and it causes this like negative feedback loop of like stress poor sleep stress poor sleep and it's like how do you fix them you kind of have to try and fix both you know or you try and fix sleep hoping it's going to fix your stress or you find try and fix stress hoping it's going to fix your sleep and it's like I don't know which one's going to work so again something to really you know keep in mind is protecting your sleep and one way we can do that is managing stress um, and then it can also just change your behavior too you know again like I said the kind of prolonged overeating undereating that can have a negative impact on your body composition your health your fitness etc so the kind of the long and short of it is if we want to be our healthiest happiest most thriving selves we want to be jacked we want to be lean we probably want to be avoiding this chronic stress and the impacts of chronic stress can definitely vary from person to person you know I know some people and it's like stress does not bother them I am still gonna you know get out there and smash the day whatever and I know some people with even the smallest amount of stress they crumble 
okay and so that can depend on so many factors it can depend on their health their their upbringing their coping mechanisms how they perceive stress which again I'm going to talk about and um, towards the end of this podcast so if you are somebody who really struggles with stress hopefully I'll be able to give you some good takeaways that you can start implementing into your life to help you manage it a little bit better but like I said at the start you know if you are trying to engage in this holistic approach to health and fitness you want to improve your lifestyle having a good stress management plan in place is really really important so you might be able to listen to all that and be like Jesus I am going to die because I am so stressed oh my god Emma I am doomed but I promise that that's not the case (laughs) we are not doomed to just be stressed to death like we can survive we can thrive in this somewhat stressful world in 21st century is it the 20 is it the 21st century? I always get so confused by that. See, I, w- I I think I was alive in the 20th century. And so sometimes I'm like, oh my God, is it the 21st? Is it the 22nd? I'm showing my age, jokes. Um, but are we, like, like I said, are we doomed to be stressed to death? No. Like we can learn to cope with stress. We can manage it. We can manage our, our mental approach to it as well. You know, I think the main thing is accepting stressful shit is going to happen in life. Guess what? Life is fucking tough. <laughs> shit happens that you are not always going to be prepared for. And you always have the ability to choose how you respond to that, okay? Um, You can decide to respond in a more healthy manner or you can react in a negative manner and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in a minute but you know let's let's kind of have a look at stress both from the mental aspect and the lifestyle aspect so the first thing I want to talk about and I'm not going to dwell on this too much because am I maybe (laughs) me I'm not going to dwell on it too much well maybe I will but plan ahead okay this is just one of the most basic fucking things you can do if you want to be in any way productive towards any sort of goal. Stop letting life run you. You need to start running your life, okay? So many people go through the weeks, they wake up on a Monday morning, next thing they know it's Friday, they haven't achieved anything they wanted to achieve, they just do what they've always done and guess what, if you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten, Okay, and they just allow the weeks to pass by. They don't put any sort of plan or action or schedule in place. And then they wonder why they're not seeing change, why they're not making progress. It's like you're not fucking doing anything to make change happen. Okay, and sometimes a lot of the the things that make us feel stressed is we think we have like a million things to do and we we, we wanted to get them all done yesterday and it can be t- tough right I'm not saying it's not like trying to juggle like you know work relationships training nutrition everything else you want to get done in a day or in a week like that can feel tough and it can feel really really tough when you're just thinking in your head with all these thoughts swirling around like oh my god I have to do that and I must remember to go to the shop and then I have to go to the gym and I said I'd meet my boyfriend and I said I'd go for dinner with my mom and oh my god I have that deadline in work and I have that exam and blah 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 like that's really fucking stressful but if you can just sit down and start making plans and actually managing your time well organizing your time well and looking ahead to how the weeks are going to go you will take back so much of that control okay so first thing is like make a fucking to-do list right and to-do lists not the best thing ever but I'm going to show you how to use to-do list to your advantage so write out your priorities so whether that's like at the start of the week you know where you decide okay these are the main priorities for this week okay maybe that's I'm going to do three gym sessions I need to part my meals I need to you know, walk the dog every day. I need to, whatever. I have this big assignment in work. I need to spend an hour each evening working on that. Whatever it is, write them down. However, remember, if the list is getting really, really long, 
you can't that then it's not priorities anymore it's just it's just a fucking big long to-do list priorities means there's only a few of them so I would write it out start of the week and then again in the morning if you need to just to reaffirm for yourself like okay there's here's like the the top three things I need to get done today because once you start putting shit out on paper it becomes a lot less overwhelming but be ruthless you know do you do you really need to go on that shopping trip do you really need to I don't know do that thing or whatever or could you maybe skip it for this week again sometimes you have to make sacrifices in life guess what if you want to achieve your goals you're probably going to have to make some sacrifices in some area so get your to-do list write out your priorities and actually prioritize them but then that's not enough. We then need to put a schedule on them, okay? So I am a whore for Google Calendar. I'm not even going to pretend it like I'm not. I love Google Calendar. And this was something that I found so helpful last year when I was working full-time and coaching on the side and, you know, prepping. I had so much to do in a day. And if I had just woken up in the morning and been like, Jesus, I have this experiment to run and I have to do this and I have to get my steps in, get my cardio done, get my training done, prep my meals do my check-ins, do these programs, like I would probably have had a meltdown. And so what I would do is I would just plan out my weeks on a Sunday evening to reduce that overwhelm. So what you do is you just sit down and you just fucking time block. So you start by putting in the non-negotiables, like what do I have to get done in a day? For most people, that's probably going to be like your work, your training, you know, whatever, um, whatever you need to get done, put that into Google Calendar. Maybe you have to drop your kids to school or you have to be home in time to cook the dinner for your whole family. Whatever those things are, put them in, Okay. And then you just start slotting shit in around it, okay? Be, you know, be smart. Like, when does it make sense to do certain tasks? You know, something I spoke about um, in the call with my team was, you know, prioritizing prioritizing when you are your freshest and dedicating that to activities that are going to need it. So what I mean by that is, like, I'll use myself as an example here. I'm, my brain works best in the morning. And so I'm going to do all my check-ins as soon as I wake up, or I'm going to start check-ins as soon as I wake up and do them until maybe like 3, 4 p.m. I'm not going to start doing my check-ins at like 12 o'clock in the day and do them up until 7 p.m. Because at that time, my brain is not working and I want my clients to get me at my freshest. If I have menial tasks like doing, I don't know, doing my accounts or um, like editing things or even, I don't know, not, not even like sometimes setting up clients or new programs or, you know, just things that don't, meal prep, you know, that's another one or going on steps. Like I'll always go on a walk in the evening because like that's easy and I don't need to use my brain to do it. So again, the little things that my brain doesn't need to be at its top performing nistest, that didn't make sense. See, you can tell that I'm doing this podcast at 5pm because my brain isn't working and I keep making all these mistakes. (laughs) But, you know, any task where our brain doesn't need to be at its most like cognitively efficient, we can do those um, in the evening times or for me, it's evening. It could be a different time for you. Again, you might be somebody who is really creative in the evening. And so you want to have that time free to do different projects, then schedule the week for for that okay but another really key thing to remember about planning a week is that it's a work in progress okay so don't make this schedule and be like oh my god I have to do this perfectly and if I don't do it perfectly I'm a failure okay when you make your schedule go through the week and then at the end of the week reflect back and ask yourself okay how was that did I allot enough time for certain tasks you know you might look back and be like okay I allotted you know an hour for meal prep but really it took me an hour and a half by the time I chopped everything up cooked it all divided it all out and so then I need to know that next week I'm giving myself an hour and a half you know maybe I gave myself 30 minutes to do like I don't know to go out on a walk and really it took me 40 again be 
be retrospective there or reflective reflective is the word oh my god me trying to be smart be reflective and um kind of analyze how the week went ask yourself okay could things have gone better maybe you gave time for tasks that you didn't even really need to do in the end so don't think that it needs to be this perfect schedule that you're always going to stick to things change you know and again again life throws shit at you and sometimes you can make the best schedule and things don't go to plan be okay with that but try your best. At least having some sort of an idea of how your days are going to go is going to make it a lot easier for them to be more manageable. So that's tip number one. Just fucking plan ahead, okay? And even things like plan your food in advance. Like that goes for just trying to be better at your nutritional adherence anyway. But planning your meals in advance going to make it a lot easier to do your grocery shopping, do your meal prep and all that sort of stuff. So just plan shit in advance, okay? Okay. Next up, mindfulness. So this is a big one to kind of talk about. So I think sometimes when people hear the word not mindfulness, they're like, that's hippy dippy shit. I'm not doing that. But mindfulness is not like meditation, sitting on the ground, deep breathing, going home. Like that's not what it is. Mindfulness is literally the practice of paying attention to the present moment with a non-judgmental and accepting attitude. That's it, okay? So practically, it just involves becoming more aware of your thoughts, your emotions, the sensations in your body without getting caught up in them, without getting hooked into them or and without trying to push them away as well, which often happens. You know, we feel something and we're like, no, I don't want to feel that. I'm just not gonna. Whereas if we can allow ourselves to feel these things, they will pass by. So mindfulness can reduce stress, by promoting a sense of calm and relaxation it can reduce the impact of negative thoughts and emotions on our mental and physical well-being it can activate the parasympathetic nervous system which is what we want we want that to kind of counteract the fight or flight state it can help to train our brain you know our brain is plastic okay it can change and adapt over time and we can train it to become more focused and less reactive to things that trigger us in terms of stress and that can help us respond in a more relaxed manner and again a really key phrase I want you to keep in mind is respond don't react because when we react to things, there's no thought. It's just that kind of gut instinct. Okay, something somebody has said something to me and I don't like it. I'm going to react. You know, I'm going to be on the defensive. Whereas if we can respond, that means we kind of sit back. We take a deep breath and we say, okay, what's all the information? What's the situation? And how does it make sense to actually respond to this? Um, so respond, don't react. It can also, being mindful can help us just increase that self-awareness and help us to regulate our own emotions and our thoughts. And it can also lower our cortisol levels, improve our mood and increase our resilience to stress, which is obviously what we want to do. So like I said, it's just, it's just the act of observing and of taking notice. And so many, like that might sound really basic, but a lot of us don't do it at all. We are so caught up in our brain we are so caught up in our thoughts in our phones we're distracted we don't notice what's going on around us or what's going on inside of us you know we need to notice the external and that's you know grounding ourselves through our five senses you know what can I see what can I hear what can I smell what can I taste what can I touch you know when you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed just check in with those five senses you know, straight away, just name those things, those, those, those five things, and you will start to feel a lot more calm. And then also starting to notice the internal. So, you know, what are you thinking? Can you observe the thoughts that you're having? Remember, your thoughts, they are not you. They are just things that arise, they come and they go. Uh, and, and again, this is like a big topic. And it's kind of that kind of cognitive 
um, almost like cognitive behavioral therapy, but trying to understand the thoughts and how they're arising and how you can detach from them, you know, looking at them as, you know, a cloud in the sky. You know, you are the sky. The thoughts are just a cloud. They come, they go, they pass. They are not you. You are the sky underneath. You are the thing that observes them. And if you're interested in those kind of topics, um, a book I really recommend is Solve for Happy or That Little Voice Inside Your Head. They're both by Mo Gaudat and they are fantastic books um, for helping you to understand these concepts a bit more. So I would really recommend those. But, you know, some of my favorite mindfulness techniques, because it's it's not always that easy to just sit there and become mindful. Um, sometimes you kind of need things to kind of check in with. So obviously guided visualization meditations. I love those because, again, there's somebody bringing you through it. Um, I would always rather a guided meditation than just trying to meditate myself. I think because people get frustrated with meditation. They think that like you need to sit there and not think about anything, but that's never going to fucking happen. It's more so about observing your thoughts as they come and go and not becoming entangled in them. So meditations, if you are interested in meditation, my favorite app is Insight Timer. Um, I have used Headspace, not a fan. Insight Timer is fantastic. There's loads of different topics and different people and it's great. So I would recommend that. Um, journaling as well. So journaling is literally the best ever because you just write down everything you're thinking on a piece of paper. That means you can physically observe it. It's much easier to physically observe it than to try and mentally observe your thoughts as they're coming. So journaling, you know, you might want um, to have like some journal prompts or else just just literally brain dump onto that piece of paper all the thoughts that you're having and then kind of tying in with meditation but but breath work and guided breathing so you know kind of maybe like breathing in for a count of four breathing out for a count of four doing like longer exhales to um, calm your nervous system down different body scans these can all help with regulating the nervous system and like I said that book um that I mentioned at the start how to meet yourself by Dr. Nicole I think it's Nicole LaPera or Nicola LaPera I'm I'd have to double check but she has loads of great kind of nervous system regulating exercises in there so really recommend checking that out um so one thing to kind of mention or touch on so that's kind of the mindfulness side of things um but now kind of practical tips so things like you know physical activity okay that's really important for stress management there's um I, I was kind of reading a few studies on this and kind of the contribution of physical exercise to brain resilience and how your brain actually becomes more resilient when you're exercising. There was a big study done um during the during the pandemic where they looked at people's resilience in the face of, you know, the the pandemic and how hor- horrible that was. And they found that there was almost like a linear increase as people were exercising more, they were more resilient to it. They didn't um end up, you know, suffering as much, uh, kind of from a mental perspective because of the pandemic. So that's interesting. Um and I don't know about you but I know like if I'm stressed even if I don't feel like going to the gym if I do go and train I tend to feel a lot better you know I get those endorphins I feel better but also other physical activities it doesn't have to be going to the gym you could go on a walk and I love going on a walk outside because again it just reminds me that like there is this big planet earth out there and I am literally just this little speck of dust and my problems probably don't matter that much you know they probably and let's be realistic none of our problems matter that much we're all going to be dead one day sorry for the existential crisis but getting outside in the in the nature and you know the sun and feeling on your face or even just even if it's not nice but just getting outside for fresh air very fucking helpful again things like yoga um like that can be fantastic or you know other other physical movement like I know for myself if I'm feeling a lot of stressed like tense energy I really like just kind of like standing up and like shaking myself like I'm almost like shaking off that nervous energy um I know some people love dancing like if you like dancing around your room like singing like any sort of movement that's going to get that stressed energy out of your body and kind of outside of you it helps a lot so next thing to look at is your screen time 
this is a big one guys I hate to be that bitch but that phone is probably causing you quite a lot of stress they are great okay they've changed lives revolutionized like I need my phone to work but it definitely causes me a lot of anxiety and I know that when I'm more stressed I scroll a lot more that contributes to my stress and it just creates again this negative feedback loop where I'm stressed about something and then I go on my phone and I see somebody maybe doing something and I compare myself to them and I think oh my god I'm not where I want to be and then I feel more stressed and yeah it's just a mess so manage your screen time you know, book end the day with no screen time. This is something I'm really big on. So the first hour, well, probably more than the first, yeah, the first like hour of the day, I do not look at my phone at all. Um, I won't go into it. And then after that, I'll only open it and look at my client messages on WhatsApp. And then I won't look at social media until like half eight. And that's, I wake up at five. So that's three and a half hours. I'm not looking at any sort of social media. Um, and I really recommend that too many people wake up and the first thing they fucking do is open Instagram, open TikTok. Your brain is so receptive in the morning. It's so fresh and ready to take in the energy of the day. And the first thing you're doing is putting fucking shit from Instagram into it. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Okay. Use the morning time to check in with yourself. You know, I love, look, I love my morning routine. I love reading, journaling, because that's my time. It's my time before the world has disturbed me, before shit hits the fan and I can just check in with myself and make sure I'm doing okay. And that's really helped me with my stress management. And then the end of the day too. So that kind of last half an hour, hour before bed, get off the phone. Don't be looking at social media. It's not going to be the best for helping you get a good night's sleep. You know, set app limits if you need to, like, um, on the iPhone, you can use um, the screen time function to get all apps to be shut off at a certain time. There's different apps that you can use to do it. So I think there's one called Opal that can like shut off certain apps um, like like later on in the day or, you know, if you're in the gym or whatever. Put your phone on Do Not Disturb. I can't recommend this enough. I'm, I don't know about you guys. I'm like permanently my phone's on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> because I have if if my phone was like not on do not disturb I would get so stressed out like just seeing like notification after notification after notification so I have my phone on do not disturb um but also like audit your feed and audit who you follow you know if the people you follow are causing you stress fucking unfollow them like please for your own mental sake or mute them if they're people that you know and you don't want to uh offend them mute them um so I think the last so that's kind of like my main practical tips I've spoken a little bit about sleep already but just really make sure that you are prioritizing sleep um because it's gonna have a positive impact on your resilience to stress also a big one is just caffeine intake like if you're stressed out stop having 10 cups of coffee a day because that's gonna drive your sympathetic nervous system and it's gonna disrupt your sleep so other things to kind of focus on is I said this before kind of not or don't try and control what you cannot control so a lot of things in our life are beyond our control and that's you know, mostly other people, like we cannot control other people as much as we would love to, we can't. And so don't stress out over other people, focus on what you can control and how you can respond to the problems you have in life. And then equally, don't be afraid to open up, like talk to people. Okay. If you're feeling stressed, fucking talk to somebody. It makes such a difference. I know if I open up to Shane or I go to therapy and I talk to my therapist, like I feel so much better. So have somebody that you can talk to and that you can, you know, talk about your problems with and um, in a in a safe environment and where you can feel supported okay even if you can't do anything to change the situation 
just talking about it to somebody and, and feeling heard and feeling seen, it makes such a difference. So yeah, the last thing I'm going to touch on is our perception of stress, because this is important. Okay. So like, how do you actually think about stress? So the way you perceive stress can massively influence your experience of it. So if you view stress as a challenge that you can rise to, something that is going to improve you, then you might feel more energized and motivated to take action. Whereas if you view stress as something that's really overwhelming, really uncontrollable, you are going to be more likely to feel really anxious and helpless in the face of it. And this goes for both our behaviors and our physical response. So how our body actually responds. So like I said, if you view that stress as a threat, your body might respond with a stronger stress response. And that might involve a more intense release of stress hormones like cortisol. But in contrast, if you view that stress as a challenge or an opportunity to grow, you will see a more moderate stress response and that can be actually beneficial for your recovery and your performance and that will then drop back off as it's supposed to so developing a growth mindset and kind of understanding that I can choose to look at this stressful scenario as something that is going to make me improve and grow and get better is so fucking key okay because here's the thing you have probably gotten through a thousand percent of the stressful situations you've faced up until now you probably have you are so fucking capable you just have to believe that you are okay if you believe you're not capable you're not going to be of course not but if you believe it doesn't matter what happens to me I'm going to get through it then you will get through it okay and a really great researcher to look into um, is Dr. Alia Crum so she's done a lot of work on this stress mindset and how our perception of stress you know dictates our response to it both behaviorally and physically as well but it's something I'm always saying to my clients when they have something stressful going on. I'm like, think about what this is teaching you. Think about how you are going to grow from this. Ask yourself, what can I learn from this? And this kind of ties into my episode on failure, which I believe is like three or four episodes ago. But these stressful scenarios are not here to break us. They are here to improve us if we choose to let them do that. So how you are approaching that stressful scenario is going to have such a difference and look I'm not saying be toxically positive don't be like oh yeah I'm stressed but it'll be fine like sometimes really shit things happen okay but and when they do we have to acknowledge those and we have to validate our feelings too and again this comes back to mindfulness like observe those feelings and allow yourself to feel them don't suppress them don't deny them but understand that you can then build resilience and cope with them more effectively over time because you can, you can change. This is comes back to neuroplasticity. You can change how your brain responds to different things. You can change the thought patterns that you have. You can change those connections. So try to become aware of your stress mindset and practice having a more positive growth mindset towards stress because stress is inevitable. Okay, it is. But with practice and the right techniques, we can learn to better handle the challenges that life are going to bring. So, you know, how do we change that stress mindset? The first step is awareness. Like you have to become aware of what it is. You might ha- you might not even realize how you feel about stressful scenarios. So um, I have a few kind of journal prompts that I'm going to give you right now. So I've taken these from one of Aaliyah Crumb's papers about um, the title is De-Stressing Stress, The Power of Mindsets and the Art of Stressing Mindfully. So I'm just going to, it's five questions. I'm just going to 
read them all out here. And if you are dealing with a stressful scenario, I really encourage you to journal about these things. So the first thing is, what is stressing you right now? So just simply in words, without judgment, the aspects of your life that are causing you stress at this moment. So maybe that's, I am stressed because my boss is a dickhead. (laughs) I am stressed because I don't know if I have enough money to pay for my rent this month. I am stressed because um, I don't know, one of my friends was mean to me, whatever. These things, write it down, just plain, don't attach emotion to it right now, just what are the facts of the situation? Because a lot of the times we think we're stressed about something and it hasn't even happened and it's not even a thing. And so even just that, writing it down can help there. So what's what's stressing you? Question two, what are your emotional responses? What are the thoughts, beliefs and feelings that you're generating in response to the stress? So that could be frustration, sadness, longing to get rid of the stress. Um, You know, what's the emotion? Then next, what are the behavioral responses? So what action are you taking or not taking in in response to the stress? You know, maybe you're, you're arguing, you're getting snappy, you're avoiding the situation, you're shutting down, you're eating ice cream, you're going silent. Like what is the behavior that you are having in response to the stress? Next up is what are the physiological responses? So what do you feel? physically inside of you so what sensations you know do you feel like a racing heart are you having trouble trouble sleeping is your vision getting blurry is your is your mind getting cloudy is your stomach sore are you bloated you know what what are occurring in your body in response to the stress and then what is the mindset you currently have about that stress do you think that this is going to be enhancing your life or is it going to be debilitating are you going to be able to triumph over this or are you going to be completely knocked down so use those kind of few journal prompts there um, and they might help a little bit with how you perceive stress and how you go about managing your stressors in a more effective manner so that's kind of everything in terms of stress and stress management again there's a lot that you could talk about there and I really think the main thing to remember is that we will all have our own ways of dealing with life stressors you know, we, we all have to come up with our own blueprint for how we manage stress. Um, and if you are somebody who really struggles with it, I really do recommend like reaching out, you know, getting getting a therapist, somebody to help you, because sometimes we just try and do things by ourselves. And sometimes a problem shared is a problem halved, as the cliche saying goes. So I hope that that was helpful for you. I hope that you have been able to take away some tangible things that you can apply in your own life. Remember, you know, it is important for how we how we can be our, our healthiest, happiest, most thriving selves. And that's that's the goal, isn't it? You know, yes, we can achieve that through um, looking and feeling our best. But that starts with stress, you know, um, and our ability to adapt to the things that we are doing in the gym, outside of the gym a lot of that's going to come down to our stress and the state that we are currently in and our nervous system. So yeah, I'm going to leave it at that for today. Um, So if you have any questions about stress or anything that you would love to talk to me about, please do not be afraid to shoot me a message on Instagram. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode and you would like to rate, review, share it, I would of course massively appreciate that. If you do share it on your stories, be sure to tag me so that I can thank you personally. If you have any suggestions or topics or anything at all that you would like me to talk about on the podcast, please do send them in because, um, girl, I'm running out of ideas. (laughs) Jokes. Not really, but I have loads of ideas, but I want to know like what people want to hear. You know, I'm, I'm the worst for being like does anybody care about these things um and most importantly well I was about to say if you want to sign up for coaching you can dm me but my spaces are going to be kind of closed for the next week or two just with being at the festival and traveling home to Ireland um but if you are interested in getting started in the next like two weeks or so 
pop me a message on Instagram and we can have a chat about things. So I will leave you there. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I will chat to you soon. Bye.